0: Hi, guys, welcome to today's episode of Share Your Story Podcast. I'm so excited to be doing 2022 with you. I am happy that you know we get to see the new years together, and I do pray that this year would be exceptional for each and every one of us. And also, using this opportunity to say thank you for making 2021 a good year for us and also thank you to my new listeners. Okay, today's episode we will be talking about prayer and it's very important that we do so because we are at the start of the new year and I'm aware that we all make plans for the new year. You know there's always this um, desire to have a new attitude towards life there's always the new year's resolution there is the new year new me new year new look you know it goes on and on and on but it would be really nice if there is something like new year you know new prayer you know obviously there's always new prayer but what i'm trying to say is you know new attitude towards prayer and for us to achieve that we are talking about you know today's episode so basically today's episode is called Nehemiah's prayer model so we will be discussing how Nehemiah prayed it's really an exceptional example to prayer and I believe that being able to discuss this like you you know learning from Nehemiah's prayer would open up your perception towards prayer it will also change your prayer life amen <laughs> amen yes it will change your prayer life so i'm not going to read out nehemiah the book of nehemiah to us, particularly chapter one that's what we're focusing on but i would just go straight to the prayer model and i'm trusting you my listeners that you would read nehemiah one it's a very short chapter so be sure that there is no it's not going to be burdensome for real <laughs> okay so a background story Nehemiah was a Jew and he worked with the king of Persia so he worked with the king as a error which was something you know something honorable but at the time Nehemiah was um Nehemiah was um it was kind of like an elite because it was within you know the palace and all that but being a Jew you could see that other Jews were living in um, um, in poverty this was the time where the wall of Jerusalem had been destroyed the temple was destroyed and people were scattered all over the face of the earth because they had you know, sin against God and you know the prophecy came to life basically. So Nehemiah saying all these things and being moved by compassion, he did what he could do best, which was to pray. And this is what we'll be talking like talking about basically. But that's basically the background of this prayer, how Nehemiah prayed, what he was praying about. So the first thing Nehemiah did, you know, when Praying to God concerning the situation of Israel and the restoration of the temple of God in Jerusalem is that he praised God. He praised God. And, you know, it just reminds me of how, you know, David was an exceptional man. And pardon me, I keep using the word exceptional. I didn't plan to use this word. <laughs> but David was an exceptional character because he knew how to praise God like David was an he was in praising God and God said this is a man after my own heart." you know this is my man basically praises Nehemiah started his prayer with praising God and in doing so he started with telling God who God is you know telling God who he is and he said you're, you're the God of heaven you're the great and awesome God. You're the God who honors the covenant of love with the people who love him. You know, those kind of words, you know. You know, in praising God, you use names of God, like the, the Rose of Sharon, the Onishia Faiati, the Agbanilagbaton, you know. It just goes on and on and on. The El Shaddai Elohim, you know. It really does go, like, on and on. But the important thing is that you start your prayers with praising God it's important praises set the tune for your prayers it helps you recenter your mind from you as an individual to God because really it's not about you it's really about God amen and the next thing um, Nehemiah did was to talk about the faithfulness of God talking about the faithfulness of God and It reminds me again of Lamentations 3.22 that says that even for the mercies of God, where would we be? Great is His His faithfulness. Great is His mercy towards us. But that scripture emphasizes the faithfulness of God. That scripture talks about the the mercy of God. Because truly, you can't talk about God being faithful and you will not bring bring up His mercy. You know, it alights how merciful God is, how compassionate he is. So, it's always important to, you know, touch on the faithfulness of God. Touch on his, the faithfulness of God. And how did Nehemiah do that? He told God that he is the God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and obey him. You know, who keeps? You know, the the, the word keep there shows faithfulness shows loyalty shows fidelity there is a keeping there is a consistency in doing something and that's what it means to be faithful the next thing he did was petition he petitioned God to listen to his cry listen to his prayer he begged God to listen to his prayers that he has been making for himself and also for the Israelites and the scripture that comes to mind is Philippians 4, verse 6. I know we're conversant with this scripture, but I will just paraphrase. It says, do not be anxious for anything. But in everything, through prayers and supplications and petitions, some verses say, make your requests made known to God. Amen. So, petition. He petitioned God to listen. He says, God, listen to my cry. Listen to, to my prayers. Open your eyes, God. Be attentive to my prayers. You know, you want to charge God to listen to you. You're not really charging God, but you're just, you know, in you're just, you know, you're just being vulnerable. You're being dependent on God. When you tell God to listen to your prayers, you're acknowledging that, God, no one else can help me. That's why I'm here. And that's why I really need you to help me you know it's, it screams vulnerability it screams dependency hallelujah amen the next one on the model is confession is confession and we can see him confessing in verse 6 to above verse, verse 7 and you know from petitioning God to listen he immediately confesses his sin. It's not prideful. It's not oblivious to the fact that he's he's incapable of sinning. You know, sometimes we make prayers and we say, Oh God, please forgive me if I have sinned against you. Come on, like what makes you think you haven't sinned? You know, you being a human on your own, you're an embodiment of sin. So like, where does the if come? You know, like why are you putting if? But I'm not going to dwell on this too much. But basically, he confesses his sin. He acknowledges that he is man and that he is fallible and that, you know, he's unholy without God. And he doesn't just confess the sin of himself. He also does so for his family, his father's household, and also for the entire Israelites. And in confessing, he wasn't sugarcoating anything. He was open, he was vulnerable, you know. He was seeking forgiveness. He openly stated, you know, the sins of his people. He says, God, we've been disobedient, we've been wicked, and we've been disrespectful. Please forgive us. You know, sometimes we do something that is wrong and we try to make excuses for it. Are we really confessing when we do that? I don't think so. The next model is reminding God of his promises. Reminding God of his promises. There's a scripture that says that God honours his word above his name. So we want to you know, remind God that God, you said this concerning my life. You said this concerning your church. said this concerning your people it kind of like moves god to do it's not like god would not already do it would already do but just remind him of his word because really he he wants you to study his word he has said it in joshua 1 verse 8 that you know study this word that i've given to my servant moses and do not depart from me i digress remember you know His promises if you're reminding God of his promises you always want to remind God of what he has said in your life what he has said concerning the situation what he has you know spoken of and that's what Nehemiah did he said God you've said that if we sin against you you scatter us but if we repent of our sins and we obey your word you bring us back together he reminded God of that promise and needless to say, that God answered the prayer. But well, I know I'm jumping, but you know, <laughs> God loves it when you remind him of his promises. And the next one is quite similar to this is remind reminding God of his wonders. So the first one is his promises, his words, what he has spoken of. The next one is to remind God of the things he has done, his wonders, his signs, his miracles that have turned to be your testimonies you want to remind God of the things he has done and you know in reminding God of things he has done it doesn't just it doesn't just move God it moves you as well because it changes your focus on God I need this now too oh God is indeed faithful he has done this for me he has done that for me I see him moving in this way you know you are confident in your prayer You're confident that your prayer will be answered. You're confident in the God that you're praying to. So in reminding him of the things he has done, something is working inside of you. And that's the beauty of prayer. Because prayer is not just one-sided. Prayer works inside of you as well as a person. It changes you. It changes your focus from your needs to God. Amen. So Nehemiah did this. And he, he told God, he said, God, you have, you know, you have done so much for your people. You are the God who re- restored them and redeemed them from their tribulations. And in reminding God of the things He has done, He spoke about the power of God. He spoke about the greatness of God, of how God is their redeemer, how God is their restorer. You know, you want you want to you want to give God his Reiki and oriki means um i can't really remember the literal meaning of oriki but it's kind of like an adulation a praise okay so it did that it i don't want to say gas god up but you know he just it just had to tell god something that is true obviously reminding him of things he has done and it's not like god has forgotten he hasn't forgotten but we have forgotten So in the place of remembering, we are, like I said before, something is working inside of us. Hallelujah. So from reminding God of the things he has done, the next thing is intercession. And we see Nehemiah praying, not just for himself, but for the people of Israel. He was seeking an answer to prayer for the Israelites. Some of whom do not do not even know that, you know, do not know that he was praying. Some of whom are not even, like, they're not even praying for themselves. Praise the Lord. But there is somebody praying for them. And this screams the importance of intercessory prayers. You cannot emphasize this enough that Christians, believers are expected to partake in intercessions. You're not just to pray for yourself you're called to pray for the body of Christ and who is the body of Christ? they're your fellow believers and not just pray for your fellow believers but you're also supposed to pray for the world that you live in so intercession and I've heard like preachers say something that if you want to receive an answer to prayer pray for other people partake in intercessory prayer it helps you it helps you. The least, pardon me, the last thing on the model is the request. And the request is why you're praying. What are you seeking God for? What do you want him to do for you? And, you know, in the last, um, the last verse of chapter one, that is verse 11. We see, that, we see that Nehemiah now relayed his concerns. He relayed his request before God. He said, God, I am praying and I'm fasting. I'm mourning for favor. I want you to grant me favor in the presence of this king, in the presence of this man. So that he would answer me. He would accept my request. He would grant my request. So all this... Things that Nehemiah had done before. It was so that he could ask God for favour. And you know usually when we pray there is a need. When we pray there is a need. But our needs should come last. According to Nehemiah's prayer model. So we'll just do a, a run through. The first thing is. You start your prayer with praise. Praise is important. Then you speak to the faithfulness of God. And then you petition God to listen to your prayers. You confess your sins. Yes, we're redeemed by Christ Jesus. We are now children of God. We're no longer sinners. We're no longer, you know, of this world. But there is still a part of confessing that we have to do. In Colossians, it says, Confess your sins one to another. So we still need to confess our sins then the next one is reminding god of his promises the things he has said concerning you then reminding him of his wonders the things he has done in your life in the life of others highlighting the power and greatness of god then you go to intercession you intercede for others you pray for your church. You pray for your country. You pray for your city. You pray for your friend. You pray for your family. You pray for your loved one. You pray for your neighbor. Even your enemies, you pray for them. And then you request. You make your request. No, God, this is what I want. This is what I need. I need you to grant me favor. I need your mercy concerning this. I need, you know, I need promotion. I need direction, I need wisdom to make your request so should we always pray like this I think that's one question that has been on my mind since you we learning about Nehemiah's prayer model of course it's a fantastic way to pray but the truth is we would not always pray like this I think personally that we would pray like this we pray like this, it depends on our needs, because there are some times where all we need to to do is to just be thankful, and that's it, that's a prayer, right, that's a prayer so we will not always pray like this but this is a perfect prayer model, this is a good way to pray, this is a a way to boost your relationship with God this is a way to To surrender, to to recklessly surrender your, your selfish desires to pursue God. This is how to pursue God by, you know, increasing himself inside of you and reducing yourself and your needs and pleasures. Hallelujah. Amen. I actually do pray that our prayers... I I answered. I pray that our prayer life is stirred up. I pray that our prayer altar is lit continually in the name of Jesus and that we're not slacking, we're not sleeping, that we're standing. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. And before I forget, I have news. (laughs) I have news. Yes, I do. So, as you all know, in 2021 we release new episode once every every month that's the third thursday of the month but this year the lord has increased our capacity amen and we will be releasing two episodes every month it's um yeah the first thursday of the month and the third thursday of the month so two episodes every month Um, Please do listen. Please um, tune in and share with your friends and family. And I pray the Lord blesses you. Amen. Talk soon. Bye-bye.